And now, the score. Upcoming Friday night football matchups and breakdowns from the previous week. Here's what's happening in the Quad Cities high school sports scene. School football season, Illinois edition. Monday night football, WQAD with the bobblehead Brian Stocking. <laughs> He's just in there nodding. <laughs> he was, uh, yeah. He's excited. He's excited. Uh, Corey Cuffler and Celia Palermo joining us tonight. Um, Guys, we are two-thirds of the way after this week through the regular wow. season of the high school football. I know we kind of talked about it when you're almost halfway through that it seems like it's going fast, but I think it's because we're, besides you, Seal, you're all a bunch of, we're getting older, and time flies when, you're, when you get old, but <laughs> man, it's going really, really fast. It is going fast, but uh, it's been a good year. It's been a fun year. Um, a lot of things are really starting to shake out as we get past the halfway point of teams becoming eligible to make the playoffs, teams not going to have a chance to make the playoffs some teams trying to figure out where they're going to be over the next couple weeks to possibly make postseason so you have some teams that still have homecoming games to uh get Which through that's, that's just crazy it's this late in the season yeah. you still have a homecoming game you still have that you still have now you have teams that are uh looking at being playoff eligible you have teams that are now lo- no longer playoff eligible are they going to be looking for their seniors or are they going to be looking ahead to next year yeah, you'll be the negative guy that's talking about everybody being eliminated all the time. No, I'm just, I'm just being we'll truthful. We'll focus on the positive and all that fun stuff as well. And if you guys hear... Uh, oh, no. What? Oh, no. Celia's, oh, having, Celia's no. having dinner, so if you hear some it's rattling okay. of rappers and stuff... Listen. What did you, what are you eating? What Strawberries, you pineapple, rice. What's in the deal right there? What's in the what? In the, in in the, the bowl. deal? What's in the deal? deal? Yeah. I got deal. some shrimp. I got some sausage. There were some vegetables. Look yeah. at you. Right? Yeah. You know, I'm just look, giving it people... Look, it looked good. Yes, yeah. it does. And it smells... I'm a chef over here. It smells delightful. Oh, wow. Thanks. All right? It Listen, does. You don't eat vegetables, so... <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. <laughs> you're not familiar I, with how they I smell. Do, I do, too. <laughs> Potatoes are a vegetable. No, nope, it's a starch. so. It's the most versatile <laughs> vegetable. I like carrots. Ha. Oh, there you go. You and Bugs Bunny. Let's get back... Amazing. It's not the only thing people compare me to Bugs Bunny about, but <laughs> we won't go there. We won't go oh, there. Oh, <laughs> thank you, so much. self-deprecation. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's good. All right, so let's start the Western Big Six, and things continue to get interesting there. Um, Sterling stays undefeated um, in the conference and on the season. Um, Moline got back on track. They beat United Township. Alleman continues to impress. Geneseo kind of takes a step back a little bit. Just an interesting way this entire dynamic's going. I guess we start at the top, and, and Sterling looks good as always. They get tested, though. Yeah. They got to go to Rocky this week in a really good football game. Before we get into it, just looking at the standings, there are so Sterling's undefeated, like you said, but there's four teams only one game back. Yeah. It, the yeah, it's big like six, a muddle. It, it's wide open still. I mean, I know Sterling has, is in the driver's seat, but it is wide open right now. But uh, to, to start with Sterling, uh, what a great win for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, to have to wait an extra day because of rain and pushing the game back and playing a team against a Quincy for the first time, a team they've never played before. Um, a good win for them. Uh, Celia, you were up at the game. Yeah. Let me explain what happened up at the I game. I mean, first half, it was all Sterling. Quincy didn't score anything in the first half. Now, second half, they did manage to catch up a little bit, but still, I think Sterling easily maintained control of that entire game, and it was hard to see anything else but that. It was nice to see uh, Cooper Willen back on the field. Uh, I know after the week before, he had some type of injury. Uh, We knew he was going to get back on after I talked to his brother, uh, Tyler. 
um, that he'd be playing. And uh, he, he had a good game. Uh, Deshaun Howard, is that right? Yep. He had a pretty good game, and uh, so did uh, Noel Ponte. All, all, the three guys that you expect to have big games did have big games once again. What was stunning to me was Sterling was up 33 to nothing after the third quarter on yep. Quincy. That usually doesn't happen with a Quincy team in it the regular season. Good, it just shows, it shows how good Sterling is. Yeah, yeah, I'm not saying anything bad. I mean, there you are. No, <laughs> they outrushed Quincy 343 to 123. Wow. wow. Cooper Willman had 179 yards rushing, two touchdowns. Deshaun Howard, two touchdowns, 105 yards rushing. For Quincy, they got back into the game late. Um, Lucas Reese, though, had an excellent game. 275 passing yards, um, three touchdowns. Also, he was intercepted three times. But um, he was also their leading rusher with 68 yards rushing. So Sterling took away all his weapons, and you know, one man cannot beat Sterling. So for the Golden Warriors this week... Big ch- big test. I mean, I, it's Rock Island. Um, I know you saw them play at Galesburg. They didn't play great. They won, but they didn't play great. First so. off, score, uh, shout out to Greg Armstrong, score UniWatch. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Galesburg's <laughs> uniforms were awesome. I the mean, neon, they looked, yeah. Yeah, like the, the, and the... And then the train the track yellow, down the helmet. Yeah, it was yeah. really cool, really good stuff. And it's funny, and you can... Greg loves it because it's starting to... This UniWatch thing's starting to go a little bit quicker. Uh, uh, Galesburg coach, even before I saw him, go, hey... Hashtag score uni watch I'm like, huh? <laughs> and they bust <laughs> through great. they bust through the poster and I'm like, oh, those those are really no, they looked score awesome. They looked really cool. So um yeah, I think I wanna give Galesburg a lot of credit. Now Galesburg's playing without the older Atten or Aiton, excuse me. You got me saying it. Um so the younger one Grant. Grant was the quarterback, sophomore. He's yeah, really he's a good, good football player. Wow. Um, did a great job. Galesburg came out ready to go. Rocky looked sloppy early on. I mean, that's just there's there's no other way to it. They didn't look good in the first half. Turned the ball over. Had trouble moving the football. Some penalties that cost them. Uh, it was thirteen nothing at halftime. I had to get going to my next game. Second half, a much different story. You can see the talent with Rock Island. Um, they've just it's been a weird season for them. It's just been it's adversity here and there and everywhere and on the field and off the field. And you can see how good of a football team they are. They put things together on Friday night. It could be a really fun, really good game between a high-powered Rock Island offense and Sterling, who's going to score points. But Sterling's calling card might, this year might be their defense and how oh, good their defense yeah. is. And, and so it'll be interesting to see that high-powered Rock Island offense. So Rocky goes back, I should say, wins the game in overtime, 24-21. Over Galesburg, yes. Over Galesburg. Over Galesburg. Um, they're now 1-1 one and one in the conference play for right now. And we'll see what happens as they go move forward. But that's probably the marquee matchup on Friday night. Really good, a really good football game at uh, Rocky Stadium. Uh, Rocky's actually two and one in conference. Yeah. Oops. That's okay. Uh, Hammer, Coach Hammer will be mad at you about no, that one later. But use, but, use it as bulletin board but, material. <laughs> but but here's the thing with this game though. Rocky can't fall behind against Sterling the way they did to Galesburg because I don't think that there's a chance for them to come back like they did no. against Galesburg. Like because like you said, Sterling's defense is much better than mm-hmm. Galesburg. So. For Rock Island to be in this game, to have a good game against Sterling, they have to get off to a really good start. Likewise for Sterling, though, because they can't, same thing, they, they can't fall behind because if they and fall they play behind, catch up. it's hard, it probably going to be harder for them to play catch-up just because they aren't that high-powered offense that can score at any time that they want. They methodically move the ball down the field. They do have some weapons, but they're a team that, not like in the past, where they could just one play in 70 yards. they got to move it down the field and score. Um, I'm intrigued by this game because two weeks in a row now, Sterling has Rocky this week, 
They have Moline next week, and that's their homecoming game next week. So these are two big games as far as what's going to happen in the conference for Sterling, for Rock Island, for Moline. And after the next two weeks, we're really, it's really going to shake out to who's going to win the Big Six. So we'll move on to Rock Island, okay. and obviously, excuse me, I should say to Moline. Go ahead, Stackpile. With Rocky, to me, they play to the level of their opponents. When you look through their season, they really play to the level of their opponents. They really struggled against Bradley Bourbonnet. Then they beat. Then no, they, they didn't. Well, no, they, they were leading that game. Yeah, but game. they struggled in that. But it was a struggle. No, it wasn't. And then they it lost. Was a, it, was a, it was a slow listen, start. Just listen. It wasn't, it wasn't a they struggle. Be, they beat Metamora. Yes. They clobbered Metamora. They had a very good game against Moline. They beat UT and Galesburg, but in those games, they struggled. Fourth, late in the fourth quarter, they were ahead of UT with four minutes to go by just eight points. They had to go you, to overtime UT, against Galesburg. They didn't, they didn't have nine starters against UT. I, but I'm, what I'm saying is, to me, from what I've been looking at, Rock Island really plays to the level of their opponents, which I, is a good thing this week against Sterling. And for Sterling, you got question, you got to wonder how many times can they answer the bell of major opponents? Geneseo, Quincy, both a uh, uh, game for the lead. Now Rocky, you know, then Moline. So we'll really I, I know, know how I, much. It's a, it's, a, it's a tough stretch for yeah. them. I'm going to disagree with you on this Rock Island thing. Me too. Just because they were leading Bradley Bourbonnet and lost that game late. They right. lost 35-36. They lost by one point. Well, how is that playing up or down to your competition? I think they is Bradley Bourbonnet good and they played up, or is Bradley Bourbonnet bad and they played down? I think down? they played down to him. Bradley Bourbonnet is a good football they're, team. They're two and three right now, but, but they, they, they play but, really, but they play just, really good teams. The next right. week, Metamora, they they beat them pretty good. They beat them by twenty one, thirty five, fourteen. They played a really tough, close game with Moline, and, and, and that, that's a rivalry and I game. Said that they played up for that game. Sure, but that's a rivalry game. You're gonna expect a close game like right. that. East Moline, that game wasn't close. That was forty two to twenty. They won by twenty two points. I the know they got two because touchdowns. their players weren't playing. They their had last nine two touchdowns came with four minutes. The to because they minutes. didn't play starters until the second half. Stockpile. The only game that they I had nine say dudes they, out. Nine dudes when their full team was on the well, field. They, they the and no o- disrespect to United Township. No, that's a fact. That's what happened. Right. The only game I'm going to say that they may have played down was his last game against Galesburg. Yeah, absolutely. That's the only and one. And I think that's... And I just think it's a slow start. And, and hold on. I don't think that's a, a... It's it's almost an insult to Galesburg to say that because Galesburg's playing good football. I'm right. I was I was at the game. They weren't playing down to... Galesburg came out ready Galesburg to rock them in the mouth, and yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, and, and let's talk a little bit about Galesburg. Well, for the first one, Galesburg and Moline is the next one. It's a perfect thing to segue into. Um, Moline now two and one in conference yes, play? Yes, two and one. After the loss to Alleman. Obviously, there's the story in the newspaper and, and, and stuff going on with whether Caden um, uh, Dreyfus was eligible to play in the first two games, and we'll be, they're appealing that with the HSA. So they could give some games back. They could be fine no matter what. As a football team going through that, you just forget about that noise and move on, right, Cuff? Oh, absolutely. As, as a team, that's an outside distraction that you don't even bring in. Can't, they have it, no control it doesn't Because yeah. it doesn't matter what happens. You still have to play the next game. So let the administrators, let the athletic director, let all the people, the IHSA, take care of it. It's going to be figured out. Um, if I believe right, there's, a, there's an October 16th board meeting with the IHSA. On that date, it will all be figured out, and everybody will know exactly what happened. Either Moline's going to have to forfeit some games because of an eligible player, or it's going to be forgiven because from what everything I've under, understood is that it was a transfer, and it's, it's all 
executive. Yeah, yeah. Almost like I, a clerical. I wouldn't, yeah, I, I wouldn't yeah. get into what happens or no, what could no, happen, what no. should happen. So it, who knows what the HSA, don't worry whether about you it, think it should go one way or another, who knows what the HSA, what they're going to do and they're going to do. Like I said, October 16th, that'll all be figured Players out. Players-wise, they move on, they move forward. And, and I think that's what they did on the field-wise this last Friday night. Obviously, playing a United Township team that's improving and getting better, Moline went out from the start and, and played really good football. You were there, Cuff. It was 28 donut real fast. Oh, it was 28 and, nothing. And, and they were they were healthy in the backfield because Dreyfus was playing and, 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 and Abubakar was played. back. Yep. And when those two guys were in the backfield, it's a much different story and a, a, a really good football team. And I, I need to make mention here. I was saying it was Emmanuel Bailey that was quarterbacking. It was his brother, Matthew, who's actually oh. a sophomore wow. Oh, wow. quarterbacking. That's so awesome. they both were kind of seeing some type of Matthew was back there more, from what I understand. Um, a, a good win for Moline but also a tough win for Moline because they lose at, uh, their linebacker, Adam Worley. Uh, from what I understand, uh, had a leg injury, carted off the field. Um, he's not going to be playing the rest of the season from what, what I understand. So, again, we said it on Friday night in our instant reacts, uh, thoughts and prayers out to his family. And then, man, th- this other situation yeah. they deal with now with, uh, with Kobe, um, a, a, young, a sophomore who ended up getting some time on varsity with practice, and then he gets hit, a concussion, and now he's down in uh, Peoria with um, a virus on his heart and, you know, like fighting for his Nobody life. Nobody knows what it is. They're yeah. trying to figure I it mean, out. He's in critical yeah. condition fighting for his life. So, I mean, again, an- just another player that they have to, I guess, a burden on them as, as a team. How do you deal with that as being a 15- to 18-year-old kid? So I think they're going to be fine dealing with it, but it's just something that you'd never want to have to deal with it, being that young. And one more note on that before we talk football some more is the fact that, it, and if you want to see the story, and if you can help out in any way, please do so. Um, Ryan Jenkins, we're taping this on a on a Monday night, and so tonight at 10, Ryan's going to have a full story on that. Went over to Moline today. So make sure you check out that story on WQED.com. And, and if you can help out the family in any yeah, way, that, shape, or form, can you imagine your young son, um, healthy as can be one day, and then in this situation the next day with medical bills that are going to start yeah. piling up over and over and over again. So if you can't find it in your heart to help out, um, that's what the Quad Cities does. We're good at doing that, so let's rally behind this young They have a GoFundMe page. Yeah. It's on Facebook. Yeah. You can find it on my Facebook page. I'm sure WQED's Facebook page will yeah. have it. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot of opportunity out there to help out. To football this week, they're back at home. They've been on the road for two straight weeks. They get back to Browning Field, and they welcome a Galesburg team that's going to be without Connor Ayton, their uh, their starting quarterback. But as I mentioned, I was extremely impressed with what Grant did. Only a sophomore. You can tell this young man's going to be a really good football player, elusive, can can use his legs, a good arm as well. He had uh, Galesburg in position to upset Rock Island. Now they get another chance to, to prove that they're getting better. They can get any easier. Now they go on the road to Moline. But uh, Galesburg's showing signs as well. Might not show up in the last few weeks with wins, but they're sh- they, they took Galesburg, or they continued to battle with uh, Quincy a few weeks ago yeah. and took yeah. that right. one down to the wire as well. Galesburg's showing yeah. some t- signs. Galesburg isn't a team you can count out anymore. They're going to put up a fight. They're going to make you work for it. And in the end, they're going to take you down to the wire. This is not a team that you can just write off and, and say, oh, easy win. No, yeah. this team's going to make you work for no, it. No, they're going to battle. They may and be 0-3 in conference, but they may have a lot to say who's going to win conference yeah. from here on exactly. out. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, they're playing Moline, and that's one of their longest uh, rivalries. These two teams began to play in 1901. That was wow. the year Theodore Roosevelt became president. I remember it well, Stockpile. I, I bet you. I <laughs> bet you. And so you, that, you probably I wrote re- the story of I, McKinley's death. I remember I was working at, at Jerry Jerry Burt with my photographer, <laughs> <laughs> learning snap zooms early in, in, yeah. in, in, in Buffalo, right? Yeah, um, exactly. But you know, you look at Galesburg. They uh, they've got a great wide receiver, Dre. 
Uh, let me pr- try. Can pr- you not read no, your own I writing? Wanna, I, uh, I can. I can read my own writing. Egypt Pacana. <laughs> no, yes. you can't. I do it again. Shh. Yes. Do it again. Egypt Pacana. Egyptiaco. Egyptiaco. Thank you. He had. I had to say that on the score like my first week. You do that one again. Egyptiaco. He's adding in a P. No P. Which is much better than the Egyptiaco. Like whatever the heck came out of his mouth. Uh, he had 180 yards receiving, two touchdowns. Uh, it sounds like this you know you know how Kimmel does the the drunk Trump. <laughs> yes, that's <laughs> what it sounded like when he tried to say his name. Well, see, I don't watch Kimmel. But and Dre, we're not making fun of you. No, it's not at all. We're not making fun of we you. We are at all. making fun like of Brian Stocking, and <laughs> so that's it. No, I mean, you're a good kid. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I, I last name Randaz, where he got it butchered <laughs> numerous times. So yeah, good football he, player too. He he caught two touchdowns, 118 yards receiving. He was part of the. He caught the touchdown that allowed Galesburg to for, uh, to force overtime, and Galesburg, the, at the end of that game, according to the uh, Galesburg Register Mail, there was a late hit that was called a dead ball at the end of the game, and they assessed the penalty at the beginning of the overtime period. Oh, that's interesting. Which I don't know if that I don't think that's the proper procedure, but that's what <laughs> happened. You need to go back and uh, look at your rule book, right? Yeah, I'd have, to, I'd have to look <laughs> at that. But what I'm saying is, you know, that's how close they came. And I mean, I know that they're they don't want they're tired of moral victories and that. But when you take a Rocky team to that to the extremes of that, the week before they took Quincy to the they really took Quincy to the gun after being down 30, 32 points, they could have mailed it in. They did. Right. This is a Galesburg team that is a very Good football team that is just a few bum breaks away from being in playoff contention. Well, and then they got to handle a, a very tough Moline team. Like we mentioned, all the things going on with Moline, but I, kind of a trap game, if you will, for Moline this week because next week is Sterling, and that may be the one everybody's looking forward to, but they can't do that because if they do, they will get. <laughs> I honestly believe if they look too far ahead and don't really focus on Galesburg, they could get stung this week. I don't see that happening. Uh, Moline is, is too good of a program, and not that Galesburg is not, but. With the athletes and the people that Moline has, I, I see Moline getting things done this week and setting up a big showdown the following week. So last, we'll, we'll see how it all shakes out, though. Last four trips to Browning Field by Galesburg, they've won three of them. So they, they've, they've, they've been making themselves at home at Browning. So we'll see how that all works out for them, um, Moline-Galesburg, on Friday night. Um, the other game in the Western Big Six, or a couple more, um, a Saturday game for Alleman and United Township. Alleman playing on a Saturday, I think it's probably after the Augie game. Is Augie back home? Isn't it homecoming, and that's the reason why they're doing the Saturday game at Augie? I could be. I don't know. I think I, so. I think he doesn't know. Last year, that's what Surprise. happened with Quincy. Yeah. So, and I think that's what it is. But Alleman, after an 0-3 start, suddenly 2-3 and in the season and back-to-back impressive victories against Moline and then on the road at Geneseo. Alleman had to come back and win that game. Crazy night in Geneseo. The Maple Leafs built a 13-0 lead. They had two long rain delays. It was 13-7. Um, during the second rain delay, they decided, to, let's go home, wrap things up. It was like 11.30 at night, 11 o'clock at night. We'll redo this and start it up in the morning. Um, Alleman comes back, and, and, and the crazy thing is Alleman's kicker. So they're only up. They're down six. So if they score a touchdown, how do you how, 
their kicker had well, to yeah, go to a soccer. That. Yeah, their kicker that. had to go to a soccer game. Oh God! <laughs> so he was not available Saturday morning. So Alleman, when they did tie, uh, score the touchdown in the fourth quarter to tie it with like two fifty six to go, they had to go for two because they didn't have anybody to kick it. And they were down thirteen seven, right? They were down thirteen yeah. seven. So, so I mean, it was thirteen yeah. thirteen, an extra point, and you're up by one. They had to go for two. They got the two point conversion. Game came down to a late field goal, forty one yarder, which is awfully tough for any high school kid Absolutely. to do. Um, and they got blocked, blocked by, and, by Alleman and um, the Pioneers now two straight wins. And you look at this trying to get the five wins for Alleman. If you would have told me Alleman was two and three after the first five, I would have believed you. But I probably would have put the wins in different places. Yeah, yeah. And sure. the fact that they've won two straight, they got plenty of momentum. They get United Township this week, and we've talked a lot about United Township and improving uh, football team. No, no cakewalk anymore when it comes to United Township. You got to show up and play. But all things considered, it's a very winnable game for Alleman. Suddenly, they're back to 500 if they can take care of business on Saturday. They need to get two victories in three weeks. Now, those three games are against Galesburg, um, Rock Island, and Quincy. Right. So all teams that are kind of going to be in the same situation yeah. that they are, maybe the save mix. maybe save Galesburg, who might not be playoff Quite eligible mix, at that yeah. point. But still big game and, and, and winnable games. I don't know. Yeah. If there are. is I'm a path saying, forward for the Pioneers. I'm not saying that they beat Quincy or they beat Rock Island, or, but... All winnable games, get two of those three games, and a team that started 0-3 on the season has a way to get to the playoffs. And hats off to Coach DePorter and all the coaches over at Alleman besides John Marks um, for, <laughs> the jo- for the job. I love we Johnny. We love Johnny. For the, for the job they've done. Um, a nice job by them, and see if they can continue to keep this rolling. Plenty of momentum coming into a home game against United Township. That's tough for any football team to play Friday night. Both teams, absolutely. Well, yeah, for them, Geneseo, for any team, but... To play, have a two-hour rain delay, to come back and play, to have another rain delay, and then decide, you know what, we're just going to play it the next day. Because usually after a Friday night, you would think that Saturday is reserved for just a time of rest and healing. Yeah, recovery. No, you don't get that. you still got to play a full quarter of football. So uh, congrats to Allman for getting that win. Tough for Geneseo to, to drop that game at home. But, man, that's, that's, that's got to be tough to just bounce back and, and just – how do you get your body ready to play again? That, 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 to me, was probably the hardest part of Saturday for those kids. There are three ma- major takeaways from this game. First, Nate Sheets had 30 carries for 160 yards for and, Allman. And they had uh, Carpito was back, right, Matt? Yep. Carpito, uh, Carpito yeah, was the, back. Yeah. Through the two-point conversion. I'm paying attention. Carpito was five, <laughs> of, Carpito was five of five. Alex Ponder was three of four, so so they had combi- a bolt back. So, okay, so they were eight of nine, and which is a very efficient passing game. And let me jump yeah. in real fast, Stockpile, because they have been rotating quarterbacks. I don't think there's a rhyme or reason on who plays what. I don't think it's this drive to the next drive. I think it's just a gut feeling by Coach DePorter. I, I could be wrong, but I don't. I haven't seen any rhyme or reason on who does what. When we had the boys in um, last Sunday after they yeah. beat, so just just a, a week ago after they beat Moline. Um, they said there's really no rhyme or reason who goes in and who plays. It's just kind of a, a feel. They, they, the players hadn't, hadn't like figured out what it is on a rotational basis. But yeah. two guys that can obviously throw the football. That was my second takeaway is the ability for them to have that efficient of a passing game from both quarterbacks. And the third takeaway, Geneseo had three red zone trips in the first half. Got no points from any of those three. They had two lost fumbles, and then they had a – uh, they had some bad, uh, bad exchange on the uh, field goal operation uh, the first time around. So for Geneseo to go down the red zone three times and get no points, that was the key por- portion of the game, that they got nothing from those drives. As I look at Galesburg's remaining, or Galesburg, Geneseo's remaining games, it's tough. 
Yeah. It's not. I mean, they're at three wins. They got Quincy. They have Quincy this week, nice. which which can be which I think is a winnable game. Yeah. yeah. Despite the fact they have to drive the three hours to get there. Yeah, and they've never still, gone down to Quincy. It's still a winnable game. Rock Island, I think, is is tough just athletically. Yeah. Uh, Moline, obviously, is going to be tough, and then United Township at the end. So if Galesburg beats Quincy on Friday, are you going to tweet out Geneseo. Gale, or Geneseo? Are you going to tweet out Geneseo's first ever win at Quincy? Well, it's their first. Uh, they've never played at Quincy Notre Dame. I know Dame. that. I mean, they played at Quincy Notre Dame, but they've never played at Quincy. Yeah. So are you going to tweet out first ever win at Quincy? I don't know yet. Okay, I'm just. Curious. I'm, I'm going to say uh, yes. Yes, you are. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's it's a tough schedule for for Geneseo and. And it's it's a they knew this coming in. This was going to be the tougher part of the schedule. They right. picked up a lot of momentum early on in the season. Winning games are supposed to win and, and taking care of business. This one hurt, I think. This and it was I think so. four yeah. wins and and an important game against Elliman and and homecoming and it was just it's unfortunate because it is a weird circumstances with the weather and the way it is. But um, Coach Johnson does a great job with that team as well. They got a great staff. They'll get things fixed. They'll get things going in the right direction. And the Quincy game seems huge to me for this team. Oh, absolutely. Seems I, very this, important. This, this is a big game for them. And they still have Rocky and... Rocky Moline. Rocky Moline and then East Moline. Rocky Moline and East Moline still left on the schedule. So, yeah, a lot of tough games ahead for Geneseo. We'll see if they can get back on track. It's going to be interesting to see how they contain Lucas Reese, the, uh, Quin- the fine Quincy quarterback. He throws a lot of passes, very good at moving the ball, RPO quarterback. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how Geneseo handles that. Let's move on to the Three Rivers, and, and I think maybe the, the headline of the entire... Three di- can we call it a three-day high school football weekend? Absolutely, yeah. because Friday, Saturday, and yeah. Sunday, or well, Thursday, th- Friday, Thursday, Saturday. Friday, yeah. I mean, you look at what they did and and, and holding Newman at Newman, and they being Morrison, six points. They Morrison, Morrison. I'm sorry, yeah. holding uh, holding uh, Newman to six points oh, yes. and winning that football two game. Goals. Yeah, I mean, there's not two too many goals. too not too many teams go to Newman and do that to the comments. And Celia, yeah. you were there, and I know you're extremely impressed. I was, and I think it was Morrison really getting off to a fast start too, and they just did some damage down the field. I mean, I think it was a 73-yard pass play for yeah. their first touchdown of the game. I mean, yeah, that's it? impressive right yeah. off the bat just to set the tone that sure. early in the game with a play like that. And then you force Newman to kick two field goals, and that's the only way they score. I was impressed how they were defensively, too. I mean, there was just so much you can say about this Morrison team. I think they're impressing everyone. And it, I don't want to say it was unexpected, but I think what we're seeing is really awesome from them. I was at Morrison at the beginning of the year, I'll say yeah. it was an, I, I think that was an unexpected win. I didn't think that Morrison would get that win, and if they did, I thought it would be closer yeah. than what it was. Yeah. yeah. Um, just because of Newman, Newman being yeah. Newman, you know, and maybe we're giving them too much credit. I don't think so. But man, two field goals. That that defense has had to be playing really good. Yeah. I mean, were, we know how they fast were. they are offensively. Yeah. But man, defense was fantastic, and that's been the story with Morrison this year. Is we 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 see the highlights and we show the touchdowns and all that. But what was it? They held Riverdale to three, three points. points. What was it against oh uh, Fulton? Yeah. Zero. So they twenty twenty two points given oh. up on defense this year. That's wow. It. Yeah, that's and insane. Yeah, and they held four and a half a game. That's they held Newman to under a hundred yards rushing. They held him to ninety nine yards that's rushing. What, wow. And that's what Newman does is yeah. run the yeah. ball. And, yep. and Morrison was flying around making plays. Keegan Anderson uh, had two touchdown receptions over 133 yep. yards. What did Nate af- Helms have? Uh, I think it wasn't much more than that because okay. with the exception of the Anderson two, uh, two pass plays, plays yeah. they really didn't throw the ball that much, and their only other sustained drive came late when they were running the ball, trying to, get, okay. uh, trying to add on to the score. But, I mean, my goodness, this Morrison team is scary good. They could be 
this could be one of those Morrison teams that makes that run into the playoffs, a deep run. And here's the other thing. Just think, a few a couple of years ago, there was talk about Morrison maybe dropping down to eight-player ball or maybe losing well, and, a, and a lot of that ha- a lot of that has to do numbers. with the, yeah, 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 numbers, numbers. of seventh numbers. and eighth graders coming in. Like they have a really big I, I think it's a really big senior class this year. The junior class isn't big, but then the sophomore class. So it's kind of like an every other year thing with which them right you're now. Fine which, with if you can yeah. if you can survive with that. Yeah, exactly. So I mean but yeah, they play a Bureau Valley team this this uh, week who's 0 and five. So you would think yeah. A game that they should go and uh, Bureau Valley's at their place, so a game that they should win. But then they finish with Airy Prophetstown, Rock Ridge, and then Orion. I mean, those are not easy games no. to finish with, but I think all winnable games. I mean, this is a team that potentially, on paper, you look at it, could run the the conference and uh, actually win the LTC yeah. or the Three Rivers. You look at, at at Newman now; they go on the road, and and two teams trying to get back on track and trying to bounce back a little bit. Rockridge losing to Fulton, and we'll talk about that game in a second. And then Newman, of course, losing to Morrison. Yeah. So now an intriguing matchup out in Edgington, and and Rockridge is getting to that point. Help me out with are they two, two and, and three? three? Yep. Yeah, two they're at the point where they need victories, and it doesn't get any easier when you need a victory to 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 continue on that playoff road and hope to get back over that playoff road. Get back to 500, and a team like Newman that comes into town, and not just Newman's coming into town, but Newman team that's probably ticked pretty off a little bit. Up. Yeah, yeah so, probably pretty fired um, up. <laughs> it's going to be a tough task for Rock Ridge, and and both teams needing a victory, and and and, and Newman needing to get back on track after a rare loss. And Stock, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I and think he will. I, he will. I know. <laughs> um, but the la- I think two years ago when they played uh, Rock Ridge, didn't it come down to one of the last. Yeah, drive, it came down it, like to the last it, drive. It was like a 22-21 Newman win. It, it was a really close game, and I think last year, uh, I don't know, a couple of years ago, they opened the season, first game of the year, yep. and that was a Newman roll to that win, I believe. Right. But then, yeah, they, they've always had some close games with Rock Ridge, and and unfortunately, Rock Ridge seems to be going the wrong way right now. That's that's three straight losses for them. Um, a tough a tough game out in Fulton. I was at that game. They were up. They scored early. It was kind of back and forth first half, and then so that game was in Fulton. That game was in Fulton. Okay. Yeah. 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 So so I tried to go to Rock Ridge first. So what? I still I made it with seven six by the time I got there. It was all right. Um, nice. But, Can't but it, say I haven't done the same. No. I <laughs> you just assume a game somewhere. It was baseball season though, so and I told no one about it. So <laughs> until now. Until now. Until now. Um, but. Rockers need to get get things going the right way. I yeah. mean, th- this is two two week three weeks in a row now. They've they've been on the wrong end of, of games, and uh, they need to figure some things out there. And uh, with Steve Disler and Rockridge, Rockridge is in mortal danger of missing the playoffs. Mortal, oh, mortal, no, no, no but they are. I, no one is going to die here, if no, they, but they are. Here's but what th- he's saying, though. This is what he's saying. If you look at their remaining schedule, Newman this week, Bureau Valley, which should be a winnable game, yeah. Morrison, and then. Prue St. Beat. So there's two winnable and two really tough, tough games. games. And they yep. need to and, get three of the four. And they've got to get three oh. of the four. Yeah. That's what he said. Yeah. That's, and that's I, all he said. But mortal, I think, is the wrong word. My goodness, man. They <laughs> over, <laughs> overreact much? <laughs> no, but they are in, da- in serious danger of missing the playoffs. And yes. no one will def- die if they yes, don't. No, they I know. But here's the thing. When you look at their defense, <laughs> their first that first half against Charlotte, they gave up like 30 points in the first half. That looked like their defense Who are you had talking about? Rock Ridge. Okay. Then their defense really stabilized because they they uh, shut them out the second half, and then they had a couple of strong games. They held Orion to 19 points. But the last two but weeks... But they didn't score. No, they didn't score. But the last two weeks, they've given up 34 to Riverdale and 48 to Fulton. And those are explosions for those two teams because they don't score that much sure. like that, you know, most of the other times. 
So 34 to Riverdale, 48 to Fulton. That's that's a that's becoming a problem. I will agree that they need to figure it out on that side of the ball more so than the offense. Yeah, their the offense that's is pretty what, good. If they can figure it out defensively and keep give their offense a chance to win, they could potentially win three of the four. But they have to win three of the four Brandon to be Deem, playoff eligible. Brandon Dean had a strong game, and he also found his favorite wide receiver Cole Rusk, who also he, I, he's six six. He's yeah. tough. I think he, he had he two ca- touchdowns. He had one pass play. He caught it. I think at about the twelve. And carried three guys with him all the way down to the one. He didn't it get was, in the end zone. He didn't get in the you end really zone. Wanted I really him. wanted him to get in just because it was a, a great effort on his part. But man, he's a tough kid. Yeah, no. his dad's a tough guy too. So um, other games in the Three Rivers, we'll we'll, we'll get to Orion and kind of talk about them. And an impressive victory for for both Orion last night and Fulton. You got two teams feeling pretty good about themselves right now. Orion bounces back nicely. Uh, I'm sure Chip Filler listened to our podcast last week, got all the motivation and, and, and bulletin board material that he needed, and turned the page. And they got would they go on the road to Riverdale on a Thursday night, and that was over quickly. 33-3, I believe, was the final, yeah, final score. Yep. And a Riverdale team playing really good football, and they went down and just dominated that football game. So Orion now 4-1, and one, playing better feeling better about themselves. They go home and take on a Fulton team that we just talked about them against Rock Ridge. I mean, it's a good football team. We've thought that from the beginning of the season. They've stumbled a few times, but it's a good. It's going to be a good football game out in Orion on Friday night. I'm sure Chip wants to say that they have no chance of winning and whatever, so he can take that little piece right there yep. and play then it over that, and over. Play it over and over now, Chip. No, th- this is going to be a good game. <laughs> this is going to be a good game. Yeah. Um, Ethan Rash for Fulton, he's a load at a running back, man. He's tough to bring down. Um, so... I think Orion's going to have their hands full with him running the ball at him. But, man, the Chargers' offense are, is just as good. Yeah. I mean, they got back on track, like you said, to score 33 points. They have a lot of weapons. This, this is going to be, I think, uh, a shootout type of game back and forth. I don't think it's going to be like the last two means. The last two means, uh, Orion has outscored Fulton 86-7. to So I don't see... No, not at all. I don't think you're going to have a, 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 that type of a matchup. This is going to be an excellent matchup. Because you said Ethan Rash, they also got Kyler Pessman back. Pessman, yeah. Uh, so he had three, t- three total touchdowns. And then Orion, what they did against Riverdale was they really established the run in that game. Um, Kobe Living had three touchdowns. K- Kobe Schultz was over 100 yards. So I think, you know, so Orion. And who's the showed, quarterback for Orion? Huh? Who's the quarterback for Orion? Uh, Ryan Youngworth. There you go. So, I mean, they're really, div- I mean, Orion showed a lot of diversity. And that can only help them when they're taking on Fulton. This is going to be an excellent football game. Um, other games in the Three Rivers we want to get to. Um, congratulations to uh, – or I should, let's start with Princeton real fast. Princeton, great game on, on, on Friday. They continue to roll right along. Um, Rondé Worrells is the real deal. Buck 31 on the ground, four touchdowns. Wow. Um, I, think he, I think he might be a score, score standout this week. So. Yeah, so if you want to go vote for that, WQED.com, we encourage that. 11 touchdowns in the last three weeks. Yeah, really wow. good football player. Wow. And and this is a rivalry game coming up yeah. with Hall. Yeah. Um, no love lost between the two schools, between the two teams. Um, Princeton's playing fantastic football. They let one get away earlier this year to Newman. Besides that, they've been nearly flawless on the fo- on the season, yeah. and now they get another home game against Hall. I've got some stats I'm trying to look up here. Uh, I Texted or Facebook message or Twitter or whatever to uh, <laughs> the coach. He's so I'm old. I'm old. I'm old. I, 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 I get my I, I get I get my social media is all mixed up. I'm old. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm trying to find. Oh, there it is. So Coach Ryan Pearson uh, sent me this: 654 yards rushing, 62 yards receiving, 16 touchdowns for Worlds through uh, five games so far. So That's average, okay. That's okay. It's all right. So just over 130 yards per game mm-hmm. on the ground 
is what he's had. And, um, more than three, three touchdowns per game uh, each game. So, yeah, not, not a bad uh, start for that young man, Mr. Rondé Worrells. And, and they have more than just him. They are a good sure, football yeah. team outside well, of him as well. Really well-rounded. That should be a fun game. Um, rivalry, like we mentioned. Um, congratulations to Jeremy Adolphson and Mon- Monmouth Roseville. It took him a couple He's probably days. thinking, finally. Yeah. yeah, finally. And it took him 48 hours to finally get it because <laughs> yeah. they had to wait it out <laughs> to the next day. But Monmouth Roseville gets in the wing column. They now go to Erie Prophetstown. Erie Prophetstown took a while on that one. They lost to Kiwani. So a winnable game for Monmouth Roseville to see if they can start stacking some wins together and get a second victory in the year. Yeah, I'm really impressed with Rashawn King from... Um, Monmouth Roseville, transfer from Mercer County. They have him playing just about any way you could have a single kid play <laughs> football. They have him in his quarterback, and he He's scored He's a Swiss all. Army knife. Yeah, yes. yeah, he really is. He scored all three touchdowns, um, and that was in the first half, too. Um, and then he was in at kicker and kicked the extra points. All three PATs, yeah. Yep, and then he played defensive back, and I then he was playing at wide receiver, catching passes, and all within one half. I believe he cooked the pre- and post-game meals. That would make, that would make <laughs> sense. And striped the field before Probably. the game. I believe those two Probably. things. So, yeah, Probably. obviously a good job yeah. by him. Monmouth Great Ro- weapon. Monmouth Roseville got a chance to maybe pick up a second victory of the year. They're at Erie Prophetstown, game being played in Prophetstown this week. Um, Kiwani, another big victory. We, we, I don't feel like we talk about them enough. No. Three and two in the season. Yeah. They could be even better. Their two losses are... Two really close games to two really good teams. Yeah. They now go on the road to St. Bede. Kiwani playing some really good football. Yeah, Tavian Thomas, uh, three rushing touchdowns all in the fourth quarter. They scored all 26 points in their 26-9 win over EP in the fourth quarter. So they really turned it on in the fourth quarter. Uh, Tavian Thomas, huge game for them, 155 yards rushing. Kiwani's a team that could definitely make the playoffs. And that was another game that started on Friday and had to finish on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So, again, those, those guys having to, to sit around and wait. And a really good story that we had on the score Sunday, uh, Dan Pearson's FCA Story of the Week, was on Stephen Magoo. Magoo, if you remember that name, Moline fans, uh, he played quarterback. Oh, gosh, help me out how many, long, how many years ago. Oh, about oh, 05, I want to yeah, say, say, maybe 06. So, anyway, he's a youth pastor or pastor in Kiwani at a church and also an assistant coach on Brad Swanson's uh, Boilermaker team, and he works with the quarterback. So a really interesting story there with uh, Stephen Magoo. And Brad Swanson, rookie coach, having a Having a, having a great year, yeah. Excellent first he year. Came from, he came from Galesburg. Yep. He's their uh, softball coach. Yep, he's having an excellent season. They're doing, they're doing really good. They've got a definite chance to make the playoffs. One last game to talk about in the Three Rivers, and it's uh, Riverdale and Sherrard. Sherrard won victory in the season. They they lost at home last week. They now welcome Guy Derrickson company to town. They're two and three in the season and still alive for a playoff victory or a playoff berth if they can um, stack some wins here together. A winnable game for Riverdale if they go when going on the road to Sherrard. Riverdale has to win this game if they're serious about making mortally. The playoffs. Dangerous <laughs> stuff. Yes, they're in moral danger. <laughs> sure, the yeah, sure. I came from um, Same thing. Yeah. They, their uh, final three at Fulton, home to Newman, at Bureau Valley. They have to win this. This is a must-win game. So There's say those again. It's Sherrard, at, Fulton, Sherrard, at, at Fulton, 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 home against Newman, Newman, and then, and then Bureau Valley. Valley. So there's two, again, two and two. Two winnable games. Two, one of those other two they got to steal. Figure out how to get. And uh, this series has had four games decided by one point. Riverdale is 3-1 when it's decided by one point. Stuff you can't find anywhere else. No.
That's why we pay him humongous money. Um, <laughs> let's go to the uh, Lincoln Trail, and, and we have a really fun matchup this week. Um, Anawan Weathersfield, 5-0. At Ridgewood, wow. 5-0. Wow. Um, congratulations to both teams. Big victories last week. That Ridgewood beating Mercer game. County for the first time ever. Anawan Weathersfield beating Princeville, getting some revenge from last year. Um, both Ooh. teams at 5-0. and oh, We want to thank uh, Coach Willits for coming on the score, scrambling to fill time on a Friday night when it's <laughs> raining. Yeah. Um, it was nice of him to join us, and they had to wait till Saturday. They get the job done. Ridgewood didn't have to wait till Saturday because they were already playing on Saturday, although uh, I don't know if I told you guys, but I, I texted Coach Hofer at Mercer County and said, hey, have you, what's you guys going to do on Friday? <laughs> He's like, oh, we're, we're Saturday at 1. I'm like, all right, smart move. Good luck. And then suddenly I looked. I'm like, ah, oh, that was scheduled Yikes. that way anyway. <laughs> yep, it's a homecoming game. Yeah, they always play on Saturday. That way, but, so. but that's a good atmosphere out there, isn't it? Yeah. We it's kind of neat how they do the uh, motorcycles on the field. They didn't and do that, unfortunately. They did, oh, pr- they didn't well, probably because, because of the weather. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. was, <laughs> makes sense. It's a, fant- it's a really good atmosphere. Fans are great. Um, the conditions just sucked. I mean, <laughs> it was just a mud puddle. You literally had to walk through the, the muddy track oh, yeah. in order to get to the playing surface so that you could actually shoot the game. So, um, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't as beautiful as you're depicting, but it is. It's a cool in atmosphere. my mind, it was great. Yeah, and it's a it's a cool atmosphere. And, and uh, is Logan... Nodine? Nodine. 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 Fantastic job this year. Um, Did a great job that game. Um, They came out, and it was nothing, nothing when I got there. Second quarter, they put up 20 points. That's all they wow. needed for the entire game. Four. They did it in every every facet of the game. Uh, yeah, uh, pick six, didn't they? Pick six on defense. The offense, they had a passing touchdown. They had a rushing touchdown. So really a little bit of everything from that team. And the defense continues to play really well. Um, on the other side of it, Mercer County now, after uh, after getting back on track and getting to 2-1, and one, they've now lost two games. So they're 2-3 and three in the season. They need to start figuring out ways to, to win games. We'll talk about their game with West Central in a second. But by this one coming up on Friday night, Anawan Weathersfield is the real deal, ranked in the state. Yep. Ridgewood's been a fun story and a fantastic story. The, last week last week was kind of a measuring stick. This is the ultimate measuring stick for yeah. Ridgewood, yeah. being 5-0. If, and oh. if, uh, if, if they're going to prove that they belong in the LTC, this, this is the game. And, in, and, in, in the conference in race. In the conference they race. They belong in the LTC. No, and, yeah. but in, in, the, in the conference race. Yeah, yeah. Um, we had them on the score Sunday, and, and the kids, they were, they were unfazed by playing Mercer County. They're like, I didn't even realize we had never beat them before. Yeah. They, they, they didn't care. They just wanted to go out and play. They felt like this team a little bit going into this year was overlooked. Yeah. Knowing how many seniors they lost last year, people were like, ah, they're not going to be as good this year. So they, they took that to heart. They said the only thing that they've done all offseason, they just hit the weight room and started holding each other accountable is all it was. Just make sure people are doing the things that they need to do to be in the positions they need to be in whether it's at practice, whether it's in the game or whatever, and that's exactly what they've done this year. And hats off to Bruce Redding to get his team ready to play 5-0. and And like you said, this is, this is the game. If, if, if they win this one, I think that you're going to make believers out of everybody, and they will be state-ranked if they were to win this game. This is the biggest game in the Viking Bowl since 05? the old Cambridge Vikings were 05? playing – the Weathersfield Flying Geese, the Anawan Braves, the Rover, yeah. the Rover Tigers. Connor, I mean, Connor's got to be his grandson. It's his grandson. Yeah, he's got to be. Yeah, Colton. Colton. I'm sorry, Colton. Yeah, yeah, this Colton is Stahl. this is LTC like it should be. You know, you you're just fired. Love you're it. fired up. Now, Look, now, he's fired up. Talk, let's talk about this. this. Ridgewood has never beaten Anawan Weathersfield. That's okay. But they've never beaten Mercer County. Yeah, they've never beaten Mercer County. This is their biggest game since last year when they played Princeville to try and get to the playoffs. This is their biggest game since last week. All they have to do <laughs> That's a good point. Yep. All they have to do is win one more game. 
and they're in the playoffs for the first time and, in school and history. And don't think these kids don't know that. They were 5-4 and four last year and missed out of the playoffs because of playoff points. Yeah. They want the guarantee. That's what they said. I said, you guys are 5-0. I think, and oh. I, they I, go, we don't care. We're 5-0. Oh. We want the guarantee that we're in with that six win. I think this team set the bar higher. Than, and trust me, getting in, and I understand the, the, uh, what it means historically. But with that being said, I think this team isn't just content on winning five or six games no, and getting no. in the playoffs. No, I they think they've got a chance to win the conference championship. They can see the LTC championship in front of them. It's tangible. It's real. They can grasp it in their real. hands He's grasping. He, if they win this game. Oh I, wish but, we, I wish we could have Facebook right. Live. But right. they are playing an Anawan Weathersfield team that is an excellent football team. Stock, you paint these grand <laughs> images of them standing in the locker room, staring at the trophy. <laughs> we want it! It's like they can, they can yeah. reach out and touch it, but you it's should, just too far out of what reach. What was it last week? They had to look within themselves, yeah. Minneapolis? <laughs> they, stood in, they stood in the locker room. They said, self, are you good enough? <laughs> um, you should be a movie writer. You no. no, you are every team's hype man. Yeah. <laughs> so and he can be your hype man at, for a as, small fee. <laughs> He's our hype man every Friday yeah, night. Exactly. As far as Anawan Weathersfield goes, Gosh. that was a knockdown drag him out with uh, Princeville. It really was. That field was sloppy. It was awful. I mean, there wasn't good footing at all. It took a while for either team to, to get going. Um, Anawan Weathersfield obviously scoring the 22-7 to win. Um, Colton Quagliano. That's a he's a tough kid. Stud. He yeah. he tried to run one one run up the middle and got drilled and got up slow and hobbled over to the coaches to get the play. Hobbled back into the, uh, <laughs> the quietly getting the, it done the huddle. And then the next play was was him. He ran the ball to the outside. I'm just like, man, what a tough kid. But he's Jim got Brown esque. He's, he's got some he's got some good weapons outside of Julian oh, yeah. Samuels. There's another uh, Tucker. Wide... Is it Tucker Mills? Yes. Tucker... Yeah, Mill Mills. I don't remember. Reese Grip at Ryan back. Reese Grip, which uh, I saw his brother Tony uh, Grip. I don't know if uh-huh. you remember him. Uh-huh. He was he was standing on the sidelines for the, Reese Grip. He's he's another guy that just runs the ball really hard. They're a they're a good football team. This this yep. could be a really really good game. Anawan Weathersfield does not turn the ball over at all, hardly at all. They hardly rarely all make or a, at, all. at all or hardly at all. Well, because hardly at all. A big on, on they rarely make a mistake. Sure. Colton Quagliano, 156 yards passing. In the fourth quarter, they out. They had. Tw- there were 27 plays run between the two teams last week. Anawan Weathersfield and Princeville. 22 of the 27 were run by Anawan Weathersfield in the fourth quarter when you need to control the ball. That's just ball possession. That, yeah. That is. Uh, that is a huge statement. This game is going to be an excellent football game. I like Anawan Weathersfield 28-22. Wow. Every so often, he just pull. decides just, to he just like makes a prediction make a about it. Yeah. Every, he won't tell us when they just happen. Uh, elsewhere in the LTC, <laughs> West Central uh, coming off a tough loss. Um, they now go to Mercer County. Big game there for both teams. One's two and three. One's three and two. A lot of playoff implication when it comes to this game between two uh, two schools that know an awful lot about each other. And the last time West Central went to Merco in 2017, they beat them 22 to 20. I remember that. So this is Merco's got to win this game. Um, and what's Merco's remainder of their schedule? They've got. United after this, Princeville, and Mid County. Okay. So possible. Yeah, definitely, absolutely. Definitely yeah. possible. But an important game for them. And the last one, Mid County, all those are at home at George Pratt Memorial Field, except for the Mid County one. Right. And Merco is has not won a game on the road this season. 
Um, and, and when it comes to West Central, a great start for them, 3-1. and one. Uh, A disappointing loss, I believe, for them. But they have a chance to, you know, get back on track on the road, um, get get one one win away from being playoff eligible. So a good, they, a good And they've game. got a tough road to hoe as well. They've yeah. got Ridgewood and Anna and Weathersfield oh, waiting wait, wait yeah. the next two weeks. So they Caden drove to 190 total yards, two touchdown runs, and their loss to Stark County. Um, elsewhere, Stark County back on track. Congrats to them. They take on Monmouth United, looking to uh, have they won a game? No, they have looking not. to get their first victory of the season. And Mid County also at Princeville. We'll see if Princeville can can get back on track. Mid County, good football team that needs to just get over the hump, I believe, and we'll see if they can do so against Princeville. So that's the LTC. Some other games from around the area. We'll talk about a few of them. But Rock Falls is back at home. Uh, against Oregon after a tough loss Ooh, last yeah. week, losing to Winnebago, I think sixty something to seven. Sixty three to seven. Yeah, yeah, so a rough one for them. Rock Falls uh, has had their most success against Oregon. Oregon and Mendota are the two teams they've been beaten the most. That's going to the Big Northern. So this is a big game for uh, Rock Falls. Um, Stockton is at home. East Dubuque will host Dakota. Um, Milledgeville is at home. They take on Ashton Franklin Center. And it's been a good season for East Dubuque. And I can't... Oh, they're there. They're at home as well. I'd mention them against Dakota. So, no, not East Dubuque. Who am I thinking? West, West, where's West Carroll this week? West Carroll is at... Is at Forreston. The okay, Cardinals. And a big game for them. Oh, there it is. I'm sorry. I'm literally the only... Forreston's defense is the real deal. They Against Milledgeville, they forced four three-and-outs in the first half. What are we forgetting? Anything? Uh, Can I start I my speech on what you got to watch and what yeah, you got to do? Yeah, go ahead and do it. Of course, the score is each and every Friday night, the only high school football half-hour show in town. Yes, Mr. Stockpile. A-Town at, at Knoxville. Yes! Big rivalry game. Absolutely. Oh, there you go. Both two teams that are excellent. You look at Knoxville... They're when they uh, don't easily. They have a sophomore quarterback now, don't they? Can you do it without? Can you do it without? <laughs> I took his mind. Don't they, have, they have a sophomore quarterback? I took his paper. Right now, and then he, did you see that? I took his paper and he started trying to tickle me. No, I wasn't trying to tickle <laughs> you. I was trying to get my paperback. Uh, <laughs> uh, they beat Lewiston forty-four to nothing. They held Lewiston at forty-four total yards. Zach Dean two hundred twenty-two yards rushing, three touchdowns. A Town really big performance. They uh, easily handled South Fulton. Uh, Lucas Tinkham had a huge game for them. He's their, uh, he's their uh, star quarterback. He had five touchdown passes, 163 yards. And the A-Town defense, the Tornadoes had four interceptions. Nicely done. So that'll be a big game down in Knoxville. Yes, Knoxville. So the score, half hour every Friday night, the only half hour high school football show in town. Make sure you check us out. We'll have Watch some it. score talk, some score talkbacks. We'll have some mic dubs. We'll have a lot of fun on Friday night. Looking forward to much better weather as well. Make sure you head to WQAD.com and... Um, Vote for this week's score. Standout nominees, a really good group, both on the football field, volleyball courts. I don't know if there's any soccer players, but volleyball and football as well. Um, Make sure you are following us on Twitter as well, at the score WQID. Make sure if you're listening to the podcast, you rank us, you rate us, you like us, you share us, you subscribe to us, and all helps us out uh, be able to do this each and every week. Make sure you listen on Friday night or Saturday morning for our instant reacts. Score podcast. Good I did job. it. I did Two it. weeks I got in a row. Yeah. So, and then before we go tonight, I want to clear up something. Stockpile, is it true that Greg doesn't come in anymore because you guys got in a big fight? Yes. You no, told yes. Him you did not. You told you like. There's no. a rumor out there that you punched Greg and now he won't come back. <laughs> that is false. I do not punch people. You slapped him. Oh my no. gosh! You slapped him. No wonder he doesn't. No wonder he doesn't want to come back. Where do you get this font of misinformation? <laughs> I <laughs> fake news. What is what? <laughs> Font of Font. misinformation. No. You are fake news. Nope. Wow. All right. Sounds All right. Like since, I was me- since I was mean to you, you can tell everybody goodbye. We will see you later. Have a good night.
That's not how you normally we do it. So long, everybody. There he is.